Jerkoffs, welcome back. Hello, how you doing? It is Daniel Muggleton, the host of the Union Jerkoff. Thank you for coming back and having a listen to us this week. Uh, if you if you are a UK based listener, oh boy, hasn't it been exciting? Finally, summer in the UK. It has struck on Sunday afternoon. I kept it proper English. I got a couple of cans from the supermarket right they don't they don't call them tins like they do in australia they call them cans uh you get you get the cans and you go sit in a park i didn't sit in a park i sat next to the canal between angel and shortage well it goes further than shortage i don't i don't know where it ends i don't know where that canal ends probably do they end i don't know if the canals end apparently there's a canal system that you can you can like take a boat from like London all the way up to like Manchester and shit, all inland, just down canals. But I just haven't done the research. I'm sorry. If you have done that, I know anyone who has, please, please get in touch. Let me know. Uh, we always love to hear from you at the Union Jackoff on Twitter. Uh, but no, we sat next to the canal, a couple of tins, uh, hanging out with Australian people. Obviously, I'm an Australian person in London. I don't have any English friends. That'd be ridiculous. I uh, was sitting there having a good time. And we're actually by one of the locks. Uh, if, you, if you're not familiar with the English canal systems, basically they, they have these locks which are giant wooden gates. And I just thought they were there to kind of dam the water in some way. I didn't realize they were functional. Um, I'm explaining this poorly. Basically... There's like the water and there's the, the lock and then the other water is like at a different height. There's like two locks and then there's a different height of water on one side and a different like a lower and higher tide. Is it still a tide if it's a canal? Jesus Christ, I should really, I should really ask those weird boat people more questions, you know? My favorite boat people, the, the canal livers, the accountants who live in something that floats. Unbelievable. Anyway, so basically what I learned on Sunday is how... The boats get up and down the canal because there's the different water heights and i just thought oh okay like eventually it'll just kind of drain a bit lower and then they can go wherever they want but for now they're stuck where they are no the way the locks work is you bring a boat inside the lock area you close all the gates again and there's like this special pump and that raises or lowers the water level based on which way you want to go so like if you're on the low water level, you go in the lock, you lock it all in and the pump brings all the water up and your boat rises like, I don't know, like a meter, meter and a half in five minutes. Like it's quick. And then they open the other side of the lock and then you just go on that level. And apparently that's like the same system they've been using forever. Like I assume obviously now it's like an electronic pump or like, you know, some, some kind of more advanced pump. But the actual lock system... That's what they've been using this whole goddamn time since the canals were a way for merchants to get things up and down the UK countryside rather than a way for weird people to still live in London. There you go. A little bit, a little bit more boat knowledge. I feel like this podcast gets more and more about canal boats pretty much every week. And yet I'm still yet to have someone who lives on there permanently on the podcast. If you know any comedians who live on a canal boat, please send them my way. I want a tour. I want to get the video done. I want to do this shit. I want to take you guys inside the canal boat 
because there are so many of them here. It's so normalized and I refuse to accept it as, a, as normal practice. I refuse to let people live like that. I think it's wrong and I think I need to go inside and maybe have my own prejudices exposed and maybe I'll be convinced otherwise. Maybe I'll be like, hey, this is a good way to live. I'll tell you, because London rent is not cheap. The chance of getting wet for like 300 quid less a month in rent, I might take it. I don't know. Anyway, let's get into this week's guest. Uh, back to the single guest. I hope you guys enjoyed the video podcast last week. I enjoyed doing it. I liked releasing some clips from it. So I definitely think we'll have some more video episodes coming out shortly. Uh, but before that, let's dive in to Will Duggan. Will Duggan, a lovely boy, uh, comedian from the UK, from Kettering in the UK. Kettering, of course, made famous by James A. Castor, uh, one of the biggest comedians in the UK. So rough work from Will uh, coming, coming from that place. It's a small town in the East Midlands. So it's a bit east of Birmingham. And it's one of those, one of those commuter towns where people live in Kettering, but they work in London, which is why... Uh, you'll know like the London population is like, I think about 8 million, something like that. Like the city of London is 8 million, but during the day it's like 12 or something crazy because like people just come from these commuter towns, work in London and then get the train home. Cause like, even though it's quite a long way away, the trains are really quick. So you can be home in like an hour, hour and a half, which is less than some people's commute just on the tube or the overground within London. Right. So anyway, getting Will on. Uh, very excited to talk to Will. I haven't really spoken to anyone from the Midlands before. I think the Midlands, in my head, that's that kind of part of England where they, they, they get a bit weird, you know, like where there's, where there's kind of like, you know, talk of incest, where there's like re- weird rituals, maybe not pagan rituals. I think those are more kind of down near Devon and shit like that, but just kind of like these weird traditions that they've had for years, you know, and like where they just kind of get to be like heaps English. Like, you know, get their, get their real, like, natural gammon on. That's what, I, that's what I think about the Midlands. So I'm excited to talk to Will. He was part of a incredibly successful, a cult hit called Funs and Games at the Edinburgh Fringe. You might recognize him there with Phil Ellis and Jim Meehan and Mick Ferry. Uh, so excited to have him on. Good time to chat to Will. We've been in London roughly the same amount of time. Him moving down from Manchester, me moving up from Australia. So it's always a pleasure to sit down with him. I think you guys are going to love it. Just before we dive in, if you are a regular jerk off, you like listening to this podcast, please get us on iTunes. Give us a nice little five stars so we look impressive to other people who are thinking about having to listen to the podcast. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Let's dive in. Ladies and gentlemen, Will Duggan. Look at that. You can, you can view the beautiful London through the window. I'm sat at an angle that, whereas I can't actually, I can see, <laughs> I can see a nice picture of some beer and that's, that's pretty true. much it. That's a, that's a good, a good Australian beer from Tasmania. Problem is, well, now if I look and turn it again, you'll lose the mic. You've really fucked me here. I know. No, no, don't look again. Just look. Yeah. I had a glance and that's, that's where we're, Very nice. that's where we're starting. Thank you. Well, let's get it. Let's tug into this weird ass juice. Cheers. Cheers. Before, before we try it, just to give people, people the idea, it's called Upbeat. This isn't sponsored, by the way. I wish it was. That'd be cool. Not yet. It's sponsored not. by a juice company. 
But yeah, upbeat. And they, because I live, I live near Shoreditch High Street Station, which is like hipster fucking central. And so companies just give shit away there like every day. And this is a weird purple juice. It's, you know, it's all right. Uh, I expected more. You expected more from the juice? It tastes like, it tastes like uh, Robinson's apple and black currant. I, I, I don't have that as a point of reference, but wait, I got a photo of you with the juice. This is this way the listeners could know. There we go. <laughs> yeah, it's Robinson's apple and black currant. Uh, but it claims to be blueberry and raspberry. It's got zero sugar though. It's very good. You can taste that though, can't you? Like I think zero sugar, you can just taste the sweetener. That's like yeah, hundred percent. I, I can definitely be like that is a zero sugar, twenty thousand grams of sweetener it's, it's, deal. It's got whey protein in it. Yeah, I didn't know that. Right, this is like to get jacked. You ever been drinking a juice and be like, why isn't this contributing to me getting fucking jacked? All the time. I drink a Sunny Delight. I'm livid. <laughs> This sunny day is doing nothing for my mass, my sick mass. I used to work with a guy years and years ago who, um, the big fat guy, big, yeah. which is fine, but he was like, I'm is gonna... it fine? <laughs> yeah, you know, people live your own life. Oh, whatever, yeah. Uh, fuck, yeah. But he wanted to get jacked. Right. So he, he wanted to go it, from fat to jacked. Yeah, he wanted to get big. Yeah. So he started drinking. We worked in an office, very sedentary job. Yeah. He would drink three protein shakes a day, but he never went to the gym. He just thought that that's like how you got yeah. big and he got huge like, and he was stinky because all the protein fats, horrible. <laughs> he also used to be, he, his life goal, well, this is not on topic at all. His, <laughs> there is no topic, his, that's fine. His life goal was to uh, sell a product to a takeaway. So he used to make burgers and then take them into his local like kebab shop and go, you want to try this and then buy them from me. And it's at the times, it was like 2008, when Coca-Cola ham, you know Nigella's Coke ham? Yes, yeah. I cooked that. I cooked Delicious, that now. Right? Yeah, it's great. Right, but yeah. it just appeared. So he just made burgers, but poured two litres of Coke in it, and he, oh, it was the worst. <laughs> his name was Alan. I forget his surname. Did you try them? Did you try the burgers? Yeah, I did try them. Because the Coca-Cola ham, if you don't know the Coca-Cola ham, right? Because this is, this is proper English, this, I think. So you get gammon. Gammon. Gammon, fun word, fun slur. Fun word, fun slurf on food. Yes, exactly. I rate it. So you get a gammon and you cook it into a ham, but you cook it in Coca-Cola. Yeah. That's the thing. So you get like a big pot and you fill it with like four liters of Coca-Cola. Because I've done this twice now and it's awesome. Do you do the onion on the side as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like, and then you uh, dress it with like treacle when you're kind of roasting it. Treacle, mustard powder, cloves, brown sugar. Mate, you're you're a bit of a ham man. You got some ham knowledge. I, I love the ham. I love the ham. You you like you have that kind of like out, outside of outside of London warmth of someone who would love a ham. Thank you, know? you so it's much. Like, it's kind of like this, this man actually cares. It's a sharing food, isn't it? No one roasts a ham for themselves. Yeah, no. It's if you do, you're a fucking lunatic or a legend. A legend, just like a lone ham, just yeah. got your ham sack. It's actually quite lonely, isn't it? The idea of just a chopping board with a ham and a fork, and you've been like, where is why yeah. why did she leave me? <laughs> yeah, this like reminds me of that Atel joke where he's like screaming the n word in an eclipse. Just like, whore, whore. Like, you know, just like yelling. Oh, no, that was it. Yelling at a house use zone. That's it. Drunk guy. Whiskey drunk. Whiskey drunk. Whiskey yes, drunk. Yes, yes. There we go. I'm there. And I'm here with Will Duggan. Will Duggan, welcome. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me. It's a goddamn pleasure. I like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out what I like about your accent. I very much enjoy it. It's a messy accent. It's messy. This is, yeah. this it isn't, it isn't located in any particular place. No, it's, I mean, it is, 
But people think it's located in Bristol, and I'm not from even that part of the world. Right. Why Why Bristolian? What's... I think it's 18 years in Kettering, the Midlands. 12, uh-huh. which means... So I would have had a very similar accent to James Acaster as a child. Uh-huh. I think he's still got a similar accent to what I used to have. And then 12 years up in Manchester as muddied the waters some oh so you were 12 years in manchester yeah yeah i went to manchester 18 to 30 right so I went to uni and then stayed, stayed on yep because manchester big uni town yep three unis four unis in manchester yeah and like good unis too like it's kind of yeah, like yeah. yeah this is like people like i went to the best one you went to the best <laughs> one. Oh boy what'd you what did you what did you study in manchester archaeology what a waste of three years in Australia, I'd never met a single motherfucker who studied archaeology. But in the UK, I've met professional archaeologists and several people who have studied it. Do you know why a lot of people do archaeology in the UK? Is it because there's history here? Or partly. And you've got a lot, you've got, you've got a lot of history in Australia. But we, we do have a lot of history in Australia, but uh, the media will not talk about it. A lot it. of it is wiped out, yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's because you can get into good universities on not such good grades to do archaeology. Really? I wanted to do English Lit, but I didn't get three A's at A-level because I discovered drugs. Uh, <laughs> so then you did archaeology? Yep. Probably the opposite. Is it the opposite of English Lit? It's a humanity still, isn't it? It's a BA. I thought, I thought it was like a kind of science like digging. Well, thank you for asking. There's two schools of archaeology. There's processual okay. and post-processual. Processual, you'll learn at like, oh, this is boring. I'm so sorry. Uh, Oxford and Cambridge. Uh-huh. If you do archaeology at like Cambridge, you get a BSc. They don't want to the science of it. Right. If you do archaeology at like Sheffield, Manchester, anywhere else, you get a BA because it's more the art, the inference. So they're kind of like, look, if, you, if you're coming to Oxbridge, you can probably handle numbers. If you're going to Manchester, we're not too sure. Pretty much, yeah. We don't want to... <laughs> we're going to give you a timeline and you can work with that. Very long ago, last week, today, tomorrow, the future. Bang. Well, wait, can you, can you be... Do you know much about English history then? Like, are you quite yep. aware of the history of the Isles? I am. I also, one of my, I do a little job sometimes where I give tours of the British Isles to American high school students. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Just come back. I've been away for a month. I landed back in, I've been, I was in like Dublin, Belfast, Edinburgh, London, Paris. Did that for two weeks. Came home, washed my clothes, did it all again. I was away for all of June. What, just doing these tours? Yeah. With American teens? With American teens. There are some adults there as well. Like, it's not... No, just you and American teens. Yeah. No, I like no. that. No, no, no. Because, uh, yeah, if you, if you don't know what Will looks like, you'll see the photos and stuff, but he kind of looks like Moby. So I kind of like the idea of... <laughs> Fat Moby. <laughs> I like the idea of Moby just leading around all these teenagers. Everyone's like, so you try to do to them what you did to fucking... What was it? Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. There we go. Nearly a great Twitter. reference there, Dan. I Nearly know. Nearly a great reference. I, t- I told you, I've had, I've had this late night. I'm not, I'm not as on form. The, the, the jerk-offs listen to this thing are furious. They're like, Dan's usually right on top of his references. Sorry, dickheads. Yeah, no, well, jerk-off, it's like the Union Jack-off, so they're jerk-offs. Oh, so, so, so now so, you've just insulted them. <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't know, I don't know if they like being called that. If you, if you don't, please tell me and I'll stop. But so far, so good. Um, so wait, you, you can do the, like the history. So you are with like teachers, like, so they come across in their school, something like one adult for every four kids. Mm-hmm. And then you'll do tours of London and you'll go out to Stonehenge and Shakespeare's birthplace and the Lake district. Shakespeare's and- birthplace, but Shakespeare's not real. What? Yeah. He was Richard the second or was it Richard the third? N- neither. He was a son of a glover from Stratford-upon-Avon. He, he, but he was, how could an illiterate man write plays? 
Uh, it will have. Well, he wasn't illiterate. He was quite well educated. He had. He went to a, a grammar school. Look, I, I've heard different. I don't give a shit what you've heard. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I enjoy I enjoy poking people in the Shakespeare thing. I just like it as a as a conspiracy. I mean, I think it's a fun one. It's a good one to go for. Shakespeare wasn't real. Not even he didn't write his own plays. Like Robin Hood wasn't real. It was a good conspiracy, but Shakespeare didn't exist. Yeah, I mean, there's oh, that one painting. Come on, could have been anyone. That's not him. That's not him. The picture you think of isn't him. Really? Yeah, it's uh, an amalgamation of like four or five different. He never sat for an official portrait. Also, there's only like three times that Shakespeare have got his own signature. Yeah, and he spells Shakespeare differently each time. And not one of those is the same as how you or I would talk Shakespeare. Get the fuck out of See, here. See, I'm a great tour guide. You're learning stuff just... Dude, just... this is awesome. I'm so into this. I, I, get, I get all these different people on here to talk about... I could just got you. Yeah, yeah. Could, you could just... Very wise. It. Very wise. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome. So, like... Wait a second. The spellings... like Because I in high school, I for like a year, I spelled Shakespeare... Like Shakespeare, like as in like the orb. Yep. Yeah, and no teacher ever corrected me. You know, for a year was that because I was was that a Shakespearean flourish? Maybe they're going, yeah. Look at it, Muggleton really gets it. (laughs) He really gets this. (laughs) Wait. So okay. So this this is a question. This is a question I've had. Um, because I I I do I do a very ill-informed joke about it. Who was here before British people? Um, how far back do you want to go? Let's go. Like, well, I know, I know, I know. Nine thousand years ago, I know the first guy, Cheddar Man, is like a is like a black guy they found outside a bar. Yeah, but but so, there weren't white people until what, like five thousand years ago. Well, the white people in the UK uh-huh. weren't from here. They uh-huh. are Nordic. It's the so uh, England is a bastardization of Angleland. Do you yes. know like the Anglo-Saxons? Yes. The Angles. Angleland became Engleland, became England. Yes. Before that, you've got the Picts up in Scotland and uh, what is now Northern Ireland. Uh-huh. You've got the Bretons. What, what, what were they like? Were they just like kind of other white people or like the, were they... I don't think white people as a thing was really around because we had all been part of... We're all from North Africa, aren't we? Yeah, like, we're, we're all black. Yeah. And then it's all to do with, um, I forget the word, but like dissolution theory, where you there's too many people in the tribe, so they spread out a bit and spread yeah. out a bit. And it's to do with uh, skin pigmentation, it's to do with uh, sun, isn't it? Yeah. So the people that went up north got less sun, got less melanin, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But we're actually cause it's quite a temperate climate here. I mean, that is debatable, for sure. No, it's but like, <laughs> up and down. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, they're not, not as, not like, uh, you know, as blonde as Finnish people. No, exactly. Yes. And uh, interbreeding between different tribes would have been uh, really excelled, like put forward because, you know, it was all, all marriages were done through trade. Mm-hmm. So the, racism, I don't think, would have been a thing 9,000 years ago. Right. They wouldn't care what someone looked like. It was just Even, tribal. Just tribal. So like there was a white guy, black guy, same tribe, who cares? Different yeah, tribe. Yeah, pretty much. That's weird. Why is, why is this black guy in our white tribe? Oh, because he married this guy. Why did he marry this guy? Because he, he had money in this tribe. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. three goats. Three, yeah, three goats and a pot of tin. Dude, I, I miss a dowry so much. Like... As a as a as a man, I feel I feel entitled to my dowry. Shaky ground here. Why then? shaky ground? I I'm getting I'm getting married. My girlfriend's family hasn't even bought me a goddamn meal. 
That's what engagement rings are, you know? Yeah, what? What 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 is engagement rings? Uh this is totally a fucking history podcast. I'm loving it. Yeah. Engagement rings. You were supposed to stay your virgin until you were married. Yeah, I mean we're both doing that. Yeah, of course you are. But you and I were good we're good Christian boys. Yeah. And I assume your girlfriend is too. I've just met her. Yeah, she's a lovely woman, loves God. But it's like you Loves God then me. You give her the thing and it's like a a trust thing. I trust you with this purity, basically. Uh huh. And if you ruin it, I get my diamond back. So don't fuck anyone. Mm Mm-hmm. There you go. Thus endeth the lesson. That's the end of the lesson. That was good. I'm into that. Okay. So there were all these different different kind of tribes. Yeah. And then the Sa- the Angles and Saxons conquered them, and they kind of got on. Yeah. Did they fight the Romans? When did the Romans come? Romans, That's the only Romans, one I know. Romans came in 42 AD. Okay. And then the Ang- Agrippa the Third. And the Anglo-Saxons beat them or lost them? No. Romans took us over. Uh huh. Romans took us over. Went as far as Scotland and. Most of Wales didn't get Wales for ages. Really, Roman Emperor Offa. You can go and see Offa's Dyke on the border. Offa's Dyke. Yeah. But, oh boy. Uh, Roman Emperor Sounds Offa. Sounds like someone off RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> or a video you watch in your dark times. Yeah. Um, he tried to dig a dyke to just push Wales out into the sea. He was sick of them kicking off. Really. Yeah. Fucking, you guys have been trying to finish that thing for years. I like the Welsh. Oh, go on. Everybody pretends to. They're not here. That was everywhere. That was funny. Omar Jalili got in trouble for making fun of a Welsh town. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I was like, do you guys seriously have that little on that you could be bothered (laughs) by this? Like a language joke? Because this is the thing that I realized, right? Because I got my thing where I hate on the Welsh and it's it's fun for me. Like, I don't know if they enjoy it, but I enjoy it. So whatever. Fair enough. But like, the idea of them being like, oh, they're so hard done by Like... Australians get made fun of all the time here. Like we're just like a clown. We're like you know, we're like we're like a dog that can you know open a beer. Like that's kind of how you look at us as a people. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I would really respect a dog that could open exactly. a beer. Exactly, you'd like to see it, right? You're not you're not that good. <laughs> okay, fine. One, <laughs> a dog that can almost open a beer. A dog that can fetch the paper. Yeah, a dog that really wants to open a beer but ends up just getting beer in his face. He bites it. Fine. But like the Welsh being like, oh, everyone makes fun of us. Like, yeah, like English, the English make fun of everybody who's not English. It's it's like, you know, it's just like the insecure, like little kid at school that makes fun of all the girls because he's lonely. England. Yeah. That is, that is fair. I, yeah. I, I was going to go, no, no, no. Yeah, do you know what that is? Yeah. Cause that you, is us. Because you had it real, you know, you were, you were right up there. And then, you know. We gave it back. <laughs> yeah. Just very generously, but like, not the stuff in the British Museum. That's ours. That's yours forever, Gandhi. You're making some really good points. Just have it. Just have it. You don't take the landmass. Have it. Have it, Curry. Please, you got to eat, dude. This is coming on too long. But okay, so archaeology in yep. Manchester. Manchester. And then, and you're still using it. That's the best. No, I've, uh, that's the first time I've used it properly in this conversation. But the tours. Ah, uh, yeah, but a lot of that's just like, oh, look, this do have, is... Do you have some tour gear? Do you have some, like, tour jokes that you're ready to go? Um, you must. In Ireland, there's one. Here yeah, we go. There's a guy called Eamon, and I've nicked this off him, but he, he knows. You go through Phoenix Park, which is a big park. Mm-hmm. And at the bottom, you get to the uh, courts of Dublin. Uh-huh. And you go, oh, here are the courts of Dublin. And um, if you come here in the weekday, you'll see lots of bad people who've done some terrible things, and with them, they'll have the people they're defending. Hey! hey lawyer jokes. Lawyers! Nice. No, no, I like it, because um, 
Yeah, because when I when I when Tom was on, like Tom Horton, were at oh, yeah. the Tower of London, he was telling me some like the Bay Fader jokes. Like, Go on, you know, oh, just like um, yeah, there's gonna be you get there's gonna be some new words that you guys are introduced to, um, like like for the Americans, history. <laughs> it's good. It's good gear. Take it. Take I remember it. it. I'm like, yeah, Bay Fader, fucking crush it. Okay. There's a guy that used to do the tour job, and he just like he gets sick of the questions, and they'd be mm. like, "Oh, what's that?" And he'd go, "Oh, that's uh, Churchill's house." I just and it'd be a Weatherspoons. Just <laughs> it's Churchill's house. Something about it. I mean, if you say Churchill, I'd probably be like, "Oh, great." Yeah, I've heard of that. But this is the thing. Like, I think as a tour guide, I don't, I don't care if it's true. Do you want to hate? You want you want the you want the journey? Yeah, I just want you know. I want to come out of this tour being like, wow. Like, it's just, because, you know, if you really care, read something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't. <laughs> you just want a man with the correct accent to explain. Or a woman. They love the accent. They yeah. Lo- I really like, I Hugh Grant it up when I meet him at the airport. Like, well, hello, hello, how was the journey? You must be rather <laughs> exhausted. Listen, uh, you can go and use the loo, or there's coffee over here. Now, you won't need a cash machine ATM until we get into the city. But uh, anyway, let's go, shall we? Alley-oop. Oh man, that's awesome! I just like that you turn it up. Yeah, I guess really you got to turn it up. I think people are disappointed by me with my Australianness. They want more. Yeah, because you look Australian. It's like you've got like the mus- the cool like mustache. Yeah, like bogan mustache. It's not a bogan mustache. A bogan what... mustache is like kind of like just if I kept it like handlebar. Oh right, that'd but be pretty bogan. But it's cool, like, and then you turn up and you're just not your normal. Like, yeah, just a dude. You've never thrown a shrimp on any Barbies. We don't call them shrimp. I don't know how many times you have to explain this. This is the first time I've been told in my life. So one. Are you serious? Yeah. What do you call them? Prawns. Right. Really? Really? Yeah. No. Hundred no, percent. And yeah. I believe you, you're Australian, like old... What do you call them? Shrimp here? No, 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 prawns. Yeah. But we're, uh, I don't know if you know this, we're actually a part of the Commonwealth. Yeah, I know. I we, know. we agreed on our names for shellfish as part of the agreement. Didn't know that was in the Constitution, <laughs> but good for that. That's in the Australian Constitution. Like, enshrined rights protection? No. But prawn. Prawn. Yeah, yeah I think in Australia, there's no, like, there's no, like, explicit protection of rights, like... Not like in America, like freedom and bare arms and free speech and all that shit. I'd rather be Australian than American though, right now. I mean, yeah, like in, in practice, like it's, yeah. But like, it's all, it's all implied from the constitution. There's no explicit bill of rights. Well, you're welcome. Yeah. I mean, it's a good constitution. You guys did a very, I mean, no, did we make it? We would have so made it. It would have been a, a, a two under, wouldn't it? We're I, still friends. Yeah. I think, I think it would have been like, look, so we're just going to do what we want to do. And, but the queen's number one. You guys are like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Like, is that appreciate? Like, she's on the money and that's it. Yeah, but she, she's head of state. Yeah, but, she, but she's like, she's got less power there than she's got here, and she's got fuck all here. Yeah, no, absolutely, because there's the governor general. Also, yeah. the governor general's like, yeah. But like, governor general sacked one of our prime ministers at one point. Has the queen ever sacked a prime minister? Like, in modern I times? So. I think so. Just kind of being like, don't, don't let the cut of your jib. Get out of here. You're ruining the country. I don't think so. Oh, we should bloody out. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! Sorry, this is very political today. We're starting off, but let's get let's get back into let's get back into Kettering. I want to want to I want to go back to Kettering. Okay, because I I think I should just explain. So, uh, Kettering Midlands, 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 probably like an hour and a half. hour and fifteen hour and thirty from here. Yeah, like this is from like central London to the Midlands, like door to door. Yeah, bang. Um, and one of the things that I think if you don't live in the UK, uh, commuter towns here. I like the thing. Yes. I reckon that's... 
for me, that's probably like one of the biggest differences between the UK and Australia. Just like, you know, Sydney's our biggest city, Melbourne's our second biggest, but there's not really commuter towns. Like there's people who are starting to live a little bit further away um, just because there they can like afford a house, whereas yep. in Sydney, Melbourne, you can't. Whereas like the commuter town things here, it's not necessarily that. There's that aspect. Like for example, yesterday I was in Tunbridge Wells doing one of those baby gigs. You done a baby gig? Oh yeah, gig? yeah, doing the baby gigs. Yeah. Oh mate, that is something else. Uh, I love them. You love them? Yep. You love the baby gig. I'm trying to figure out which ones will go to prison. Really? Yeah. Have you picked one yet? Always, like five a time. Five at a time. And I'm like, look at this one. His eyes are dead. Dude, I I do get kind of like yesterday I was in Tunbridge Wells and I've never had that many like blue eyes looking at me. It was like fucking Game of Thrones in there. For a white country, it's a white part. Dude, it is white as. Fuck, like Tunbridge. This is the thing. So Tunbridge Wells is another commuter town. Yeah. But like, what I what I don't don't let me don't let me judge incorrectly here. But I'd say the difference is Tunbridge Wells is more expensive to live in. Like, well, t- Tunbridge Wells has got a royal charter. It's Royal Tunbridge Wells. What does that mean? I, I'm not entirely sure, oh. but it's something like like it. There's there's Royal Tunbridge Wells and Royal Leamington Spa, uh-huh. and they're they're good. But they're good places to live. Like, like the Queen's like, nah, I'd live here. Yes, yeah, so. like it's good schools. Everyone's got a good job. Right. So it's a commuter town, but it's an affluent commuter town. But this is the thing, like it would probably be more expensive than a lot of London. 100%. Like, live there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whereas like I assume Kettering is cheaper than London. Kettering, yes. But the house prices are going up because people can't afford to live in London. So live in Kettering because it's an hour on the train in the morning. But then you got to... But this is the thing I don't understand. Is it just like the day-to-day cost? Like in Kettering are that much lower? Like, like a pint, in... shopping, like all yeah, of that's it's... so much lower? Not so much lower, but, but Kettering's... A, I'm going to get in trouble here. It's, it's a shithole. Because uh, <laughs> it used to be like the center of industry. We used to make shoes. You used to make shoes? Yeah, like... The uh, famous Kettering clogs. No, but like uh, Barker's shoes, Lokes shoes, like high-end right. men's shoes. That was Kettering? All Kettering. So like leather... Leather, yeah. Tanning. Cobbling. 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 Yeah. That's fun. And That's we've, a good like Doc Martens are from just down the road. Like the, the first Doc Martens factory is just on the road from Kettering in Rushton. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's a good get. But they're all... Doc Martens are... Yeah. What do you reckon? Like top five most iconic shoes? 100%. 100%. Male, like, male, female. I reckon so. I reckon both. Like everyone knows what... It's like Jack Daniels, isn't it? Everyone knows what a Jack Daniels bottle is. Everyone knows what a Doc Martin is. Yeah, but you can spot a Doc Martin. I think they're one of the most recognisable. Yes. Yeah. You can definitely be like, it's a fucking Doc right there. You try to treat me because it's red, but it's still a Doc. I Cherry can tell red. by the soul. Yeah, it's a big rubber thing. Lifetime guarantee. Lifetime guarantee. That's Kettering for you. Well, Rushton. Rushton. But it's Kettering. We'll lump them in. Burrows, yeah. Yeah. So like that that was all there. Mm-hmm. And then the industry all went. And there's, there's, there's nothing. Well, I mean, is this not the tale for a lot of hundred percent, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Wales and yep. Scotland? Less so. Scotland's all oil, though, isn't it? Now, like, that, definitely happened, but I say yeah. less so. The ships, I suppose, that was Scotland. Yeah, because like that's yeah. This is because unless you live here, and the other thing is like unless you live here and kind of do a job like us, where we kind of go around a lot, you don't see it. Like, no, people, people just like they just read the name and they they read they voted leave and like you know they just kind of. There, Put a, the town in the box. There's a town called Rothwell that's six miles away from Kettering. Yeah. And I was in a pub there 10, 15 years ago with a mate of mine who's from Rothwell. There's an old man in the pub and he was like proud of the fact 
that the furthest he'd ever gone from Rothwell was Kettering. <laughs> like his his world was a twelve mile circle, and he was fifty five, sixty. And he's like, "How good's that?" Yeah, I've got, I've got everything I could ever need. <laughs> spoke spoke like someone who certainly hasn't seen everything. Yes, a man who's got nothing. He needs. <laughs> I've got nothing. Oh man, that's funny. Yeah, it's like they they are. Because, like, the one that comes to mind for me is, like, Blackburn. Like, it seems abandoned. Like, yeah. you walk through it and you're like, I don't know if people still live here. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know if there was, like, some kind of zombie thing. And, like, it's just, like, a couple of people, like, mad maxing it. Like, it's, in the... It's the high streets that are really depressing in places like Blackburn and Kevin. Because yeah. it's boarded up shop, charity shop, vape shop, betting shop. <laughs> boarded up shop, charity shop, betting shop, vape shop. <laughs> Uh, that, remind, that reminds me of the Dave Chappelle thing, like gun store, gun store, liquor store, gun store. Where the fuck are you taking me? <laughs> Just like, yeah, like it had all the, had all the science, like the hallmarks of a ghetto. Yes. But like, yeah, the, uh, the high street, and that's like another thing that I guess, I don't know. I don't think high streets in other countries, because like a high street is just the main road. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's all it is. But you guys have your little name for it, which is great. Thank you. tradition. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, but like... Here, they're, like, so uniform to, like... I've gotten used to it now, but, like, at the start, I was like, but, but seriously, why are all the shops in the same order? Oh, well, like, Next, Costa, M&S, Tesco Express. Itsu. Yeah. Pret. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You've been Itsu and Pret. You've been in the city Thank too long. Thank you. You want to go to Kettering, where it's... Greg's. Bewi- bewitched Coffee. <laughs> now, Bewitched Coffee is absolutely fantastic. If you want to send me any stuff, that'd be great. Sure. Uh, bewitched Coffee. Shout out. Bewitched Coffee. <laughs> Um, yeah, but it just like, yeah, these kind of towns outside of London, like they're pretty grim. Like there's, there's like a a lot of them. Some of them are fine, but like the smaller ones are just forgotten, but people still live there. And like people still commute into London like every day from there. And I I just don't understand like, why isn't any of the money like going back, you know? It's all being spent on travel. Really? So it's just the train thing. It's like, it's like 200 pound a week for a ticket from Ketron to London and it's still just better value than living in London yeah I think like so you're, you're saving more than that on rent yeah because I mean Kettering's like Northampton right because Northampton yeah, that's a yeah. big commuter town that's like, yeah 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 like all of that it's that, it's that it's that exact 15 minutes from Northampton right gotcha because yeah I've been to Northampton that was like this thing surprised me because yeah I was in Northampton I was doing like some joke about Brexit and like the crowd just seized up like, li- they were just like, nah. Lindsay Lohan had a go at Kettering on Twitter. What? Because Kettering was the first borough to declare its result in the Brexit referendum. And it was like 85% leave. And 85%? So, no, I don't, like, but it was, big. yeah, it was Huge. very clearly. It wasn't close. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. it just like, leave, leave, leave. And Lindsay Lohan was going, Kettering, what the hell are you up to? <laughs> what the hell is Kettering? Like, All right, Lindsay. That's hilarious that Lindsay's just following real close on Brexit. <laughs> yeah, Lindsay loves Brexit. Dude, this is the most fucked thing. Like, I haven't thought of Lindsay Lohan in, like, oh, I'm going to say seven years. And then I did a podcast yesterday, another podcast. She did the picture for her birthday. She did the picture? She did the picture? She released, like, a nude selfie on Twitter for her 33rd birthday. I haven't seen it. Haven't seen it? Not yet. That sounded like such a lot. I haven't seen it. I promise. No, good, good point. <laughs> Haven't seen it. Just like first lag will dog. Just right there. Um, 
But yeah, and then I was doing another podcast, Trash Future Podcast, good boys over there. Um, and we talked about Lindsay Lohan for like 20 minutes. What? How? She, she's making a comeback. Is she? One podcast at a time. Oh, right. We <laughs> are the comeback. <laughs> yeah, we're part of this comeback. I, I welcome <laughs> you back, Lindsay. I hope you've got your demons under control and good luck to you. Yeah, I mean, you know, I hope she's all right. I'm going to Google now. No, <laughs> come on. Um, but yeah, okay. So like, it, like Kettering was like a big leap. Like all of Northampton, I think was pretty... Yeah. And, but that, this is the thing. That's so close to kind of London. Like that Everyone's kind of got this attitude where like, like London is like everyone's remain, but like a lot of these people like work in London every day. Yeah, but it's because of the... I think it's because the industry's gone. Right. So when you... Let's say you live in Kettering and it's lost all of its base. Mm. And then every day you come into London and it's just... Two dickheads sat in a nice flat in Shoreditch drinking nice tea. Mm. We're the metropolitan elite. I go, well, I, have to, I have to go on a train for two hours are every day. Are we the elite? I think we are the elite. Wow, man, that is a low bar. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not a good place to be, but it's where we are. Yeah, I mean, look, I'll, I'll take it. Like, I've, I've been waiting for a compliment all week, and this and sounds they, good. And they go home, and it's back to that. Yeah. And like, oh, well, we'll take, the, take the bloody power back. Yeah, because, like, that, that's... In my head, how that all worked. Like, they weren't voting to leave the European Union. They were just voting for change. They were just yeah. like, we just want change. I mean, like they, have, they have been forgotten. Yeah. By successive governments. And... and, like, why is that? I mean, like, that's a big thing in the UK that I don't understand. It's, like, austerity. Like, what was that Dave John's film? Uh, I, Daniel Blake. Yeah. Like, that was kind of... It's like, fucked. But what it, can you please explain? I just don't understand it properly. Like, I just know there's, like, just... Like sick people getting forced to work, is that? Yeah, so it's. I mean, I'm I'm probably wrong, and please That's... tell the jackoffs to get in touch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, oh, they'll correct it after the the crash. Yeah, in 2008, no, the country had no money. Right. So we had to we we cut public spending. Uh huh. So that would make up the money. So, so that if, was like the recession. Yeah, like the and he was trying to sort the recession out. Uh-huh. And because of the way the governments are, we mm-hmm. didn't go after the banks. We bailed them all out and that's money there. So the private sector got the money back because the banks were too big to fail. Yeah, gotcha. So the money had to come from somewhere and it came from like the police force got less money. So the reason that the police force have got less money than they had 15 years ago. So there yeah. are fewer police on the street which they claim is why knife crimes on the rise. Cause like we, we haven't got the officers. Right. Then mental health spending got cut. Homeless spending got cut. And the two go hand in hand. Yeah, of course. And then some stuff got like sold out. So the people that just, your doctor can say, no, this person is too sick to work. Mm-hmm. Then a government thing can say, no, they're not. And it's really... I don't really understand it. Right, so there's like... Bad, though, I think. Yeah, I mean, it seems bad. Um, so, like, yeah. So there's, like, a disconnect between a doctor being like, this person's too sick to work, and the government's like, well, no, they're not. Yeah. We, we, pretty, need them to pre- work. we don't want to give them benefits. Yeah, like, pretty much. That's kind of the thing. They're, like, making a stricter test, so less benefits are given out, but it's so they not, have to spend less. Yeah, but it's not a... It doesn't, the, the tests don't make sense. Right. It's like... What, have you seen the I Daniel Blake film? So I've seen a trailer. It's really good. Yeah. And Ken Loach said that everything in the ha- everything that happens in the film has mm. happened to at least one person in the real world. Right. So not like this, it's not the same person, but someone's had this happen, this happen, this happen. 
Daniel Blake, the character, has to go and do a test, and they're like, can you walk... Or can, in the last six weeks, can you walk 50 metres unaided? And he's like, yeah, but I only had a heart attack two weeks ago. So before that, I was playing sport and stuff. Like, well, then you're fine. In the last six weeks, like, but I'm not fine. But so I, I just had this heart attack. I had a heart attack, which really changes everything. Yeah. So, yeah. But right. I don't know. So, like, that's, that's kind of... It was, it was because of the recession, really. Like, the yeah. global financial crisis. Austerity is a direct result of the recession, trying to sort out the recession. But I, I thought there was, like, a very long history of that here, like, with, like, kind of, like, Thatcher and stuff. Like, sorry, this is, like, this is very... Thatcher wanted to get rid of the welfare state. Uh-huh. She wanted to make it harder in general to get... Right. So I think, I think it was Thatcher who was first. Like, when you, you could just sign on the dole and be, I am unemployed, I'm on the dole. Right, and then it was Thatcher's government, I think, that changed it to job seekers allowance. So if you weren't actively looking for a job, and could prove you were looking for a job, you wouldn't get the dole. Right, that's that's the same as in Australia. It's yeah. like it's like new start. That's what we call it. Yeah, fucking what a euphemism. Just looking for a new start. I like a new start, guys. Kind I like of... it. I like a new start in a new factory. We uh, call it job seekers allowance. I think it's the most patronizing thing. I don't think. I think it's kind of fun. Hey, it's exciting. You're a job seeker. Here's your allowance. Good luck. Get out there. Here's your pocket money from the, from mummy. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Just because you know, this is how Australia. This is our in Australia the global financial crisis. We had this thing called a stimulus package, right? By our then prime minister. Where he just gave... Tony Abbott. No, Kevin Rudd. Oh, that's a good free, guess, though. Free Abbott. Yeah, it was good. Thank you for following <laughs> our politics. He just gave everyone like 600 quid. It's all right, isn't it? Just everyone. Just every Australian person over the age of 18 just got money. Do you get it? Yeah. Amazing. Like, but I found it so crazy because like, basically the idea was like, we need to just keep people spending. Sure. And then like the money would go back to the economy and yada, yada, yada. So, like, they kind of gave you the money. And then other people are like, well, I'm probably, given this whole recession thing, I'm going to sit on this money. And they're like, no, 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 please. like just Spend your spend money. Spend the money. <laughs> just go shopping, buy a jacket, like, you know, do some shit. Like, we've got no money. There's a recession on. Here's 200 quid. Brilliant. Caviar for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Like, that was genuinely the plan. And, and it worked. We, I think we're, like, one of the only developed countries that didn't uh, go into recession. Like, the Australian economy never went. Do you know that one of the only first world countries do you know where the do i learn the other day where the first world second world third world we don't call that anymore no but do you know where it comes from where first it was to do with your political alliances so uh-huh. where do you think the nearest third world country is to uh us right now in london by the classic meaning of third world uh like Turkey? Ireland. Whoa, what? Because first world were countries that were politically aligned with the West. Yeah. Second world were countries that were politically aligned with the Soviet Union. And third worlds were countries that were politically aligned with neither. And Ireland was neutral. Get the fuck out Isn't of here. Isn't that amazing? Just a straight up World War II breakdown. They Bam. were just like, yeah. no, sorry, Ireland. And Switzerland, then- third world country? Surely I think not. Te- yeah, but at the time it had nothing to do with politics. It just so happened that most places that had no horse in that race yeah. were the underdeveloped countries. They, they couldn't afford a war. <laughs> they could have got no money for wars. <laughs> They're like, sorry, fellas, we're not playing today. Yeah. Um, wow, that's good. That's good facts. I like that. I saw it on QI yesterday. You saw it on QI? Look it's at, an old one. Look at you being English. Thank you. Watching QI, learning stuff, having facts. 
bam, bam, bam. I enjoy that. But wait, so you you grew up in the Kettering in the Midlands. Yes. And you went to Manchester. Yes. But like Kettering is far closer to London than the north. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's maybe like it's an hour and a half from my parents' house to where we are right now, maybe two and a half hours to Manchester. But do you... My vibe from you has always been you're a, you're a Northman. You're a, you're a Northern man. People get that off me. I'm not. I'm from... I mean, if I had to pick a side, I'd probably say I was Southern. But do you like? Do you feel like? Do you feel like you have to pick a side? Do you feel that people want you Pe- to play for a team? People really want that. Really? Yep. I. It's so. so like Will Duggan, what the fuck, mate? Like, are you are you a fucking Northern hero? It, are you one of those snowflakes from London? Being from the Midlands is the worst because neither side wants you. Well, they don't want you at all. No, Londoners would say that I'm Northern. Mancunians would say that I'm Southern. No one wants us. Leicester, Kettering. Birmingham? Bedford. Uh, Bur- oh, Birmingham's the... Yeah. Like, you're Midlands. What are you? Really? But yeah. does, will Birmingham have you? Can you be like, hey, can I... Yeah, Birmingham, well, that's, that's us as well. I don't want to want it from Birmingham. You don't want to be from Birmingham. <laughs> My dad's from Birmingham. Okay. But I get to go, well, the north starts north of Birmingham and the south starts south of Birmingham. Like, what the fuck are these pricks then? You guys are the equator. Huh? No, I don't want to be the equator. But the equator's good. It's hot. I want to be the king of the north. King of the north. Or the south. I don't really care. It's such a small country. Why do we need to have so many <laughs> barriers and accents? I mean, yeah, look, that's been a problem for me. I've, I've gotten used to it now, though. I've got to say, when I first came here, I found all the different accents fucking annoying, whereas now I just barely hear them. What's the difference? Because I've never been to Australia. Hmm. Massive country. Don't know if you're aware. Huge. But in your way around the coast. Yes. No, nothing in the middle, is it? It's just... I mean, there's like very few people. Yeah. Like, I would like, say like, you know, maybe half a million in like the whole middle. but in the whole of the middle bit it, it's, some, it's some crazy statistic like 90% of the Australian population lives in the narrow of the coast yeah so like crazy that's like, insane that's mental so what's like Cairns what's the where are you from I'm from Sydney oh, so that's a Sydney accent uh no there's only one accent so yeah there's no like there's no Cairns I, accent I, no I do have a joke about this it's like there's genuinely one Australian accent and it's just more or less like you sound more or less Australian. Okay, okay. And the reason that I sound like I do is education. This Great. is the educated Australian accent. But Cans. I can fucking you know get a bit get a bit more nasal with it, bring it up more, if you want. If you if you want, if you... no, no, no. Like honestly, if you just want to, this is just more. Okay. And it's the same. Like if I went Perth, other side, I'd come off the plane Sydney, same shit. So you, you, if you meet someone from Australia in London, and it's bloody loads of you were, yeah, you can't, Heaps. you can't go. Oh, you're clearly from Canberra. Absolutely not. Right. No chance. The only one you can do is Adelaide, like South Australia, because they they say dance instead of dance. Right. That's the only one. Wow. Yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, I think I find it weird with you guys because I think that's I think your accents are a result of that guy being like, this is the first Kettering's the first I've ever been. You know what I mean? Like they're totally proud to stay put. I can tell someone that guy's got a different accent from me in Rothwell. Yeah, and you can tell. You can be like Rothwell. Yeah, yeah. It's I, maybe that's like part of the tribal thing here. Like you guys kind of had a bit more. Maybe, yeah, maybe actually, because so, you are all all Australian, all white Australians are essentially the same people gone across. Yeah, pretty much. Are just like at different stages, you know. Like there's there's probably like um ah. Uh, I would say there's almost like a Lebanese, Italian, Greek accent that's Australian that's very distinct. Like it's interesting because, yeah, like in in Australia, you everyone can kind of do that voice. 
Like, go on. I'm not. I'm not going to do it now. That's, a, that's, that's disappointing. <laughs> um, but yeah, like no. If you want to, if you want to hear the accent, because oh, I want people to kind of see it properly. Uh, it's like Fat Pizza is a TV show. Okay. And like Wog Boy, those movies, like you can see those. I know that's like offensive in this country, but you got to remember in Australia it means Western Oriental gentleman. Like it doesn't. It's got no. Skin oh really? Color connotations. Wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can watch those movies and you'll hear this accent, and they kind of put it on a little bit. But like, I think that's a genuine but kind accent. Of, kind of like the uh, mafia films, where like, Ey! yeah, it's, it's real, but it's a little bit heightened. Yeah, it's the Australian equivalent of that, definitely. I like the Polynesian Australian accent. Like again, it's probably a, a racist version, but um, Chris Lilly's oh, Jonah Takalua, Jonah Takalua, yeah, yeah. No, that's I, I mean, that's a pretty accurate one. People are going after him now. They don't, they used to love it. And Have now, they? What's wrong with? And now they're saying he's racist and shit. Now right. they're saying he's doing blackface, and I'm like, but he's been doing blackface the whole time. <laughs> I can't mean, just decide, like, Dan. I don't. I don't think he's doing blackface. But secondly, the, 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 your reasoning can't be. He's always done it. Well, it's, just, it's just weird that, like, you know, things haven't really changed in regard to blackface. And now everyone's like, wait a second, he's been, he's doing black. It's like the thing with Michael Jackson, where they're just like, have you heard he's a pedophile? It's like, yes, yeah, ages ago. <laughs> yeah, dude. Since I was like young, since I needed to know, you know, it's like everyone knew that he was a pedophile. But like, yeah. I don't know. So, wait, with, so why don't why don't the North want you in Kerry? I thought my understanding of the UK is there's London and everything else, and like everyone else hates London. London hate, thinks they're better than everyone else, and that's it, kind of the nice little. And that's that, that's level one. That's level one. Oh, it gets deeper. So yeah, everyone hates London. What London. about what about within the Midlands? Can you give me some like Midlands goss? Like what what are you guys? The East Midlands and the West Midlands are not. That. Okay, so give me some East Midlands at like Birmingham and no, stuff. No, that's West Midlands. Uh-huh. East Midlands is like Peterborough. Yeah. So I suppose technically Kettering, like my sure. My local news is Look East. Look East. Look East. Good. Um Yeah, like the Fens. So you know Pat Cahill? Yes. He's from like the Fens, which is sort of East Midlands. The Fens. Yeah. This place is called the Fens. Yeah. Hello, I'm Kat, Pat Kayla. I come from the Fens. Pat Cahill comes from the Fens. That's exactly what he'd say. Yes. Oh my goodness. Then that you've got sounds... Like, you've got like Norfolk and... Sounds made up. Well, Norfolk is the, the inbreeding web feet people, right? I mean, sure. <laughs> well, look, that, everyone comes out there's like acting like I'm not going to do broad strokes. But yeah. Right? This, that, is, that, this is for people to generalize about the UK. That, yes, that's those guys. Sure. But they're wealthy. It's agriculture, so they're farmer wealthy. But like, they're not they're not London wealthy. But like, big estates, kind of like, is that Norfolk? Yeah, people like big estates. Like, not everyone, of course. But yeah, yeah. But there's like a bit of money. There's a bit of money, in Norfolk. Yeah. Yeah, because you, yeah, you have like the thing, the farming thing here. I find really weird. Like, people have these farms that cost shitloads of pounds, like millions of pounds, and they're not farmers. Yeah. They just have like they just have money, and they like live there though. Like they've on just, the farm, they've just got land. Yeah, and they're just like, and they're just kind of fancy. It is quite fancy. Yeah, whereas in Australia, I don't know anyone who's just kind of got like. I mean, people have like a like a kind of big open space, and they're like going dirt bikes and shit out there, like do quad not, bikes. I, w- I wish people would do that. Do you guys not do quad bikes? And oh, stuff? I think I've been on a quad bike three times. Right, in Australia, it's pretty common. Like, I've definitely been on a bike. Like as a kid, you you know, they just like kind of chuck you on a quad bike with like a man, and you just off you go. Just quad off into the sunset. I'd love that. <laughs> it is I'd, fun. I'd love to be the kid. I'd love to be the man. <laughs> Hate to be the bike. Hate to be the bike. That's exhausting. <laughs> Wait, so is, is the Midlands where they have those like weird, like, 
The cheese chasing down the hill. Is that Midlands? That's Gloucester. That's Gloucester. So that's what? The southwest? Southwest. Oh, a lot right? of your listeners outside of the UK. Uh, no, most of them are in the UK. Oh, right. <laughs> they were all outside like, the fucking what with the cheese? Yeah, yeah no. I think most, most people know about the cheese. Before I came here, I knew about the cheese. Really? Yeah. That was like weird British culture. I think that's Gloucester. Yeah. So, what are there any are there any good Midlands little cultural events? Uh, yes. Oh, here we go. Yes. Will's getting excited. Rothwell. Rothwell. I mentioned earlier. Yes. It's a very old town. Uh huh. I think it like I think it's in the Doomsday Book. Like yeah. it's old. It's got a royal charter. Mm-hmm. During the English Civil War, um, the mayor. I can't remember which side, but the town all agreed with one side. The people uh-huh. and the mayor agreed with the other side, so he knew that the captain of that army was nearby. So he decided to run to the captain and go, "Rothwell's on your side now. We've changed our minds." Yeah. The people in the town found out and basically beat him to death. <laughs> so every year, the who is the the incumbent mayor of Rothwell has to run up the high street and stop in all the pubs for like a shot of this. It's like milk and rum. <laughs> And all the locals have to stop him. And it's just like, and it's violent, but like, like mosh pit violent. Like it's violent, but there's limits. No one's hitting him. No one's punching him. People are punching him, but like in a fun way. You're punching Uh, the mayor? And he's not allowed to get to the top of the street. We used to to go with that when we were teenagers. And just punch the mayor? I never never punched the mayor. Just tackle the mayor? No, I would stand and have a drink, but... You just watch the mayor get beat yeah, up by the it, town. Yeah, pretty much. But like it was all fun, and at the what end, is this like it? a fucking boarding school? Like it's yeah. running the gauntlet. This is England. This is England, mate. And that's just every year. Every year. How, is the mayor? Like, is the mayor like old? Well, it changes mayors, don't they? But like most mayors, are like sixty year old. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's not. He's not twenty one. Yeah, and he's just getting beaten up. He knows what he's getting into. It's been going on since sixteen forty five. Have you ever had a female mayor? Uh, I don't know. I know of. That'd be fucking weird. All the women finally get a go. The women can beat up the man mare. The, the women beat up the man mare. Sure. They're just like elbow on the man mare. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. This is nuts. Yeah. That's something they do in Rothwell. What day is it? Can you go if you're not like a Rothwellian? Yeah, of course you can go, yeah. Can I beat should, up the mare? Should, should we go? I'll, I'll fucking beat up the I'll mare. I'll find out when it is. We've probably missed it because I remember it being in the spring. But we'll go next year. All right. Done. We'll go to Rothwell and we'll beat, up the, beat up the mare. There you go. How could, how could that be late? <laughs> like, I think Australia is like pretty cool for allowing like illegal gambling on like Anzac Day. But but it's not, he doesn't get beaten up. He gets symbolically beaten up. He might get a little black eye. Yeah, but that's insane. <laughs> that's like, that's like a really like soft core version of the purge, but only on the mayor. Yes. <laughs> Once a year. A, a man or woman who knows what they're getting into. It's not like it's the first year this year. It's been going on for 400 years. 400 years. And has there been any calls? Like, hey, maybe we should stop beating up the mayor. Or does the mayor like it? The town Everyone likes, likes it. it. Everyone likes it. Jesus. All the pub, the economy of the town goes up loads. People come from far and wide. Everyone's drinking all day. There's food stalls and barbecues. It's a big event. It's not just like on a Wednesday morning. People go, fucking hell, it's that day again. <laughs> We're going to get the mayor. So wait, like, is it like kind of a festival around? Yeah, it's like a day festival. Yeah, it's all like you know, there's fun for all the family, little uh, like a fair and craft stuff, and that might be the favorite tradition I've ever heard. Thank you. That's unbelievable. In it being allowed to be on, I find that unbelievable. 
And it's the fact that nobody's ever been like, maybe we should stop hitting the mayor. I'm sure someone has, like the Mary Whitehouse or whatever. But yeah, that's right. But that's we, right. Uh, but we love it. You love it. Shit, is there more than that? Is there anything else around around your West Midlands? No, East Midlands. East uh, Midlands. Sorry. What do Wait, we do? West we must have. So, we must have something, Kevin. We must have some. I mean, it is probably the kind of thing that you're like, no, that's normal. I mean, everybody. Yeah, like everybody uh, does that. Like. Oh God! Do you know who Wellifant is? No, I have no idea who Wellifant so, is. Wellifant, I don't think it happens anymore. So when I was a kid, yeah. Wellifant was an elephant uh, who was a fireman. Great, and good. he was like, the oh, em- he's got a trunk and he's spray yeah, the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he yeah, used yeah. to do I the know. matches, matches never touch. They can hurt you very much. Was, <laughs> that was Wellifant. But <laughs> in Kettering, the fire brigade used to do a day when I was a kid, certainly where Wellifant would come and be like, "Hey." Fire's bad. Yeah. But one of the things you could do is, they're like a Wendy, a Wendy house. No. Like a, a kids, you're getting for little girls. Like it's like a cloth house. And it goes in the garden. A house made of cloth? Yeah, so like a, it's a, like a plastic frame. Uh-huh. And then you hang a bit of like cloth over it. And the cloth's designed to look like tiles and a window. It's got a flap. Wow. A I'm, Wendy house. Okay, Wendy house. No, that's, that's new word, new um, thing. I'm excited. But they had like an adult version of one of those and you had to crawl along it and they simulated what it was like to be in a house fire. <laughs> it was just pumping in like dry ice. It's, a, it's dangerous, yeah. So don't don't play with matches. Like just like a real kind of early prototype of Tough Mudder. You can't, yeah, but, but for six-year-old terrified kids. Oh, so it's for kids. Yes, for kids, yeah. <laughs> like the adult version of the house, but four kids. And you're like, can you imagine if that was real and hot and your mum was dead? Like, yeah, just be, yeah, be, fucking be careful. Don't touch matches. Yeah, and I didn't. Very hot. They can hurt you very much. Do you, do you guys have fireworks here? Is that like a thing? Yeah, on uh, but only only really on the fifth of November. The fifth of November. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gunpowder, Guy Fawkes. V Vendetta. V Vendetta. I learn about your history. Um, Guy Fawkes, a little, little fact for you back to your history. You loved that so much. Yeah. Guy Fawkes was uh, sentenced to be hung, drawn, and quartered. Yeah. So you're like you're hanging till you're nearly dead. They drag you along. They cut you into pieces. He thought that's gonna hurt loads. So when they went to hang him, he was like, fuck this. I just jumped off the platform so his neck broke immediately. Really? Yeah. Took, took the... Uh, he was just like, I'm not... Going on my own terms. You're not cutting my dick off and showing it to me because they used to do that as well. <sighs> and yes. Then, and then like, you know, we're, we're kind of surprised at how the empire treated indigenous peoples. <laughs> <laughs> Look how we treated our own peoples. <laughs> just like, it's just chaos back then. It's just kind of like, I mean, that's the thing. I guess, you know... Bodicea cut her right breast off so she could draw back a bow and arrow a few more inches. People, I mean, I'm glad we're alive now. Well, I, 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 I never. I'm glad we're part of the metropolitan elite. Thank fuck. <laughs> yeah, it would have been, would have been chaos out there. I've got an Aeropress. Aeropress. Oh man, that's living. That's Thanks, living man. right there. Right, I was going. Um, I think I was going to talk to you about the sketch, the sketch stuff because you're a sketch man. No, you were a sketch man. Never. No. Never in my life. Was Funs and Games not sketch? No, it was not. Have you seen Funs and Games? I've never seen Funs and it's Games. It's not sketch. What is it? It's a kid's show for adults. Yeah, but I... It wasn't sketches. It was It was shambolic. It, it was... It was. I'm not bloody sketch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you took that very personally because I was going to ask because I, I, I have my understanding of, you know, sketch comedy, obviously a long history in the UK, but it seems to be more like Oxbridge-y. Yeah. And is that why you're like fucking no. not sketch cunt? No, actually, I think I overreacted there. <laughs> well, no, I I'd never seen Funs and Games, and I'm very sad about. That's it. That's fine. It was fine. Um, 
Oh, oh no! Do you know I know loads of people who are great at sketch, loads of great sketch groups. Mm-hmm. I know a lot more terrible sketch groups. Yeah, and it's like I think bad standards. You see, if you're right here, like, so we both know mm-hmm. bad standups, of course, and they don't get that much work because they're bad standups. Yeah, bad sketch groups seem to get lots of work because there's only like twelve sketch groups. Right. So you, you go to a sketch night and there'll be four cunts. Or awful. Yeah. You see that three times and you'll see like the One. pin or Daphne or Gaines or who are great. You're like, oh, thank God. Right. Okay. Because it's just like, it's just so not like live sketch in Australia. Like it just doesn't. Like, I can't think of anyone. Yeah. Or maybe there's like two or three. Axis of Awesome, they're sort of sketchy, aren't they? They're just a band. Yeah, but they do like, it's sketches in, isn't it? Well, they, I don't think they do anything anymore. I, don't, I think they're retired. Oh, Auntie Donna. Sorry, Auntie Donna's the only sketch thing that okay. I know. Um, who are great they are, they are great but yeah and I was just I was curious about the funs and games thing because how did I want to I want to understand more about that because like it's got this cult thing like mm. I never saw it and like everyone's like funs and games is it's real it was real yeah it was it's, great it's a good it's a good time and you're you're a part of that how'd you fall into that so because they're good northern boys and you're just this little but I was man. up in the good north ah. I was I'd been adopted okay. and I, that's why people think I'm northern because I, I started comedy in the north as well sure uh so 2013, mm. Phil Ellis had an idea for a show mm-hmm. uh, where he wanted to talk about how on his 30th birthday, he'd found out that he was adopted right, and wanted to meet his birth father, mm-hmm. which is not true. Okay. Uh, he's not adopted. <laughs> so the show was billed as this like, it was fantastic, like this serious soul searching Edinburgh, Edinburgh show. Sure. But then everything that could go wrong would go wrong. Mm-hmm. Like he had a pop up tent for a metaphor that just exploded in the middle of it. The fire alarm went off every day. He had to go outside and do it. <laughs> James Meehan, comedian, yeah. uh, he was the tech, but he was in on it as well. So he'd keep making mistakes. Right. I was sat in the audience and I'd walk out every day saying how it was disgusting. And then I'd come back in dressed as a bear and there'd be a, be like, no, no, my show starts now. Right. And for like, no, I've got 15 minutes. And it was, it was time to be during the big emotional reveal. And it was really good. Right. Um, like it got, got not many reviews and not many audience. But once there were six people in to see it. And one of them was Bo Burnham. <laughs> like it was just like, it was this. It was a cult thing. Yeah, but comics knew. But such a like a low level cult thing. Right. And then the next year, Phyllis said, "I've had this idea. I want to do the same kind of thing, a disaster show, mm-hmm. but I want to do kids comedy, mm-hmm. but by the four worst people to do kids comedy. Right. And the only reason we're doing it is because we think it looks easy. Because look at the idiots that do kids comedy. It must be easy. Otherwise, how would they get away with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Phil was just like divorced angry character <laughs> i was dressed as a dog on the piano uh supposed to be a rada graduate who was bitter at how his career had gone sure, yeah. jim uh was jim the elf who was supposed to be one of santa's actual elves like who'd been sacked from the north pole because santa was banging his wife <laughs> and then mick ferry comedian uh was uncle mick alcoholic fathers for justice guy what's so we, fathers for justice it's like a it's a, it's a group of men who often dress as superheroes and scale buildings. Be like, I know that I'm divorced, but I want to see my kids. 
Please let me see my kids. <laughs> wow. So it's a divorced dad advocacy group where they dress like superheroes. That, do you know what? Yes. That is exactly what it is. Wow. And it, yeah, so we did like, we, we used to do, so we did songs for the kids all mm. about how don't fall in love because she'll leave you, that yeah, sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And life lessons, things like don't get too attached to your nana. Uh, <laughs> and we'd do games, but we wouldn't, like, you know, so Phil was like, oh, you can win an arm, you can win a PS4, but he'd arm wrestle a three-year-old kid and just smash his kid and be like, yes! And it was just ridiculous. But yeah, it just sort of... Wait, so do kids come to the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It needs kids. Like, it, it is a kid's show. So and, you just, there's all these children with their parents. Yep. And the kids are just getting bullied, yeah, essentially. They love it because it's the silly man in the dog suit and the funny little song and the lights and the balloons. Right. And they've, got, they've not got a clue what's being said to them. <laughs> and the adults are laughing like, oh my God, I can get away with this. Yeah, it was really good. That's cool. Really fun. And so you got, you got to be a part of that. Was it nice working with other people? Was that- Yeah, I loved it. Like it was nice because they were my mates as well and we just got to piss about. and Because right. we had a nice Edinburgh. We got to do like, none of us lived in London at the time. Sure. So we, went, we did like four weeks at the Soho Theatre and they put us up in a flat on Oxford Street for wow. the four weeks and you know, we made money out of doing it. You guys got so, some goddamn showbiz. Yeah, but it's like some a showbiz a, treatment. And because you know, like, I remember once I came out in Edinburgh and it was a 150 seater, but it was yeah. standing room only every day. Ah. And I walked, I walked on stage and the League of Gentlemen are standing right. to watch like, what the fuck are you doing here? And then went out at... Um, Soho Theatre and there's in the front two rows there's McIntyre and Kitson and Stuart Lee and Mickey Flanagan it's like what how's this happened that's awesome yeah and then people would buy you go drinking every night in central London and it was just the best that's cool and then it all went away <laughs> it went away well, I mean that's what that's what life is all about yes but I enjoyed it very much Dan that's good that's what you gotta do you gotta enjoy that shit okay cool no, I just I just didn't know it and I just is there any kind of footage of it like the, we did a tv pilot but it's not right accurate okay um but there's usually like a sneaky show at edinburgh uh yeah i'm not sure there will be this year um we normally do like a one-off yeah but it's just i mean we all know it. it's like it's very much us just wanking ourselves off going well yeah we're very clever funny boys <laughs> i mean that's that's one of the great wanks yeah, yeah. It's all the ones I have. Self-esteem work. <laughs> will, 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 will. <laughs> so, like, so why did you why did you come down here then? If you were because you, were you in Manchester? I was in Manchester. Because Man- Manchester's cool. I think Manchester needs more props. I think Manchester's great. Yeah, it's like it's small but big, mm-hmm. but like, and it's there's lots of shit going on. If you're a hipster piece of shit like me, there's space for you. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that exists in like. Liverpool. <laughs> oh, like Liverpool's a, amazing. But for like hipsters? Yeah. No, my sister, my sister, if they ever crowned the hipster queen. The hipster queen? She, it wouldn't be a contest. It'd just go straight on her head. All right, give, her, give, her, give me some stats. Why, how, why, why is she so hipster? Give me some. Uh, she's got two jobs. Uh-huh. Uh, one of which is she manages musicians. Great. And the other one is she organizes a world music festival. Fucking. All right. She's doing well so far. Yeah. This is strong. Strong uh, start. She's... She can she, she can do coffee art. Coffee, yep, yeah, good. Um, there are three vinyl players in her house. 
Great. They haven't got a TV. What they've got is a projector from a laptop that goes onto a curtain that they've put on the door. They're hipster pricks. All right, yeah, this is um, good. I'm loving all of it. Yeah, she like, she's great. I've got to hang out with your sister. She's We're cool. Good on fun. She is cool. Um, she loves Liverpool. She wouldn't go anywhere else. Really? Yeah. That's a spot. That's interesting. Is there is there anywhere that like you live in the UK apart from like you live in London now? Yeah. Are you liking it? I do. Yeah. I didn't like it at first because it was just so different. I came down for a few reasons. Some happy, some sad. Sure. Um, I basically well, so I've been in Manchester and I've been talking about I was seeing a girl at the time. We were trying to move in together mm. in London, and then my dad got unwell, and I had to go home and look after him for a bit. He's fine now. Don't worry. Good. So I left Manchester, moved home for a bit, looked after my dad for a bit. Uh, and then during this time, me and that girl broke up. Mm. I was like, fuck, what do I do? Do I go back to Manchester? I thought I was going to go to London anyway with her. Mm. And I'd, I'd only really lived at my parents' house and in Manchester. I was 30. Yeah. That's it. Like Manchester Kettering is all I'd ever lived in. New thing. Yeah. And I thought, well, I've got no kids. I've got no mortgage. I've got no, you know, I can go and spend stupid money in London. Yeah, for a bit. Give for a go. bit. So I went down, and as you know, mm. did it terribly for a year. Yeah. Will, Will has one of the great <laughs> coming to London comedy stories. Right. Listen. Because at, we came at roughly the same time. Yes, we you, did, you were Dan. like a little bit before me. I was October 17, I came. Yeah, I was December 17. Okay. Yeah. And this is quite fun for mm. me because I... It's not I, f- fucking fun for me. I fell backwards into doing everything right. <laughs> Christ. I fell forwards <laughs> onto broken glass. Because, <laughs> yeah, so basically, um, wh- when you're a comedian, you go to like a new city, you kind of got to get the lay of the land, you got to establish yourself, and you got to start doing the right gigs. Now, you can that can happen quickly or slowly or never. And basically, without bragging, for me, it happened quite quickly. And for Will, it happened quite slowly. Real fucking slowly. I've, I've not still managed it properly. <laughs> And you've you've come in with like a lot of cred from like funds and games and up north. You've been on TV. Yeah, you've, you get credits. You got everything, baby. I'm a good fucking comic. Exactly. You're coming in with stuff. I'm coming in with nothing. I'm this piece of shit with a weird accent. And <laughs> we had this conversation with good friends of the podcast, Pierre Valley and Garrett Millerick. We did, yeah. But basically, I in Oaxaca, in, in Oaxaca. The worst place to make a life decision. I like Oaxaca. It's okay. Oh, you, you guys need to fuck it up your game. Pierre and that are the same. I'm like, Oaxaca's good. I'm like, get the fuck out it's of here. It's not the best Mexican food in the world. But if you're having a little lunch, Oaxaca's fine, isn't it? It's, I just go, there's DF Tacos down the road. It's much better. Um, shout out to DF Tacos. But... Um, well, down from... Oh, no, I'm going for lunch to a friend. Yeah, basically... Yeah, wh- what... What did you do? Right. What? When I started comedy in Manchester... What you did was you went and did gong shows uh, where you had to like beat the five minutes. Yeah, beat, the, beat the frog? Beat the frog, that sort frog of thing. Bucket. Yeah, and you why, did... why do you think the UK likes gong shows? Because we fucking love it when people fail. Is that it? Yes. Is that simple? Yeah, there's nothing better than looking at somebody, how dare you think you're funny? I'm going to prove you're not good. You're not. Now fuck off. That's what people like. People like that. Yes. That's a big part of the culture. Look at the... Uh, like the difference between American and British comedy, the, you, you American heroes in comedies are like Seinfeld, who he's doing nothing but he succeeds and all that sort of thing. Yeah, they we succeed, like, you fail. We like Peep Show, where it's like, look at these two pricks fail in everything they try. <laughs> Reggie Perrin, like, Reggie Perrin kills himself at the end of the series. Like, it, right, okay. We love it when people fail. So, like, seeing that live, is, but you get like boo as well. I think you guys like a booing. Like a boo. Also, you know. If you don't want to boo, be good. That's true. So. Yes. 
you do these gigs, then you do like uh, shitty little gigs, and then someone's like, oh, we'll come in, up and up and up. And I thought, right, I'm not going to come down to London and be like, hi guys, I've been on telly, I'm pretty good, give me your best gigs. Which, I thought, that is, sorry, which is just insanity. Yeah, I know, like, yeah. That, that, I don't know what kind of weird English modesty Right, like, I should lie about my ability and say I'm the best that I am. But I thought if I just turn up at like a a gig and do 10 minutes, I can smash 10 minutes in my sleep. Yeah. People be like, well, this guy's good and I'll fly through the ranks. Unfortunately, I didn't realize that in London, there are gigs that exist just for idiots to do 10 minutes, the same 10 minutes for the day they die. Yeah. And gigs in London just to, for people to go to, to avoid their apartment. That's what they're there for. And then I had lunch with, with you guys and you're like, looked at my diary and like, so you, Pierre and Garrett, three great comics, doing well, doing the right gigs, <laughs> went through my diary, like, I've never heard of this, I'd never heard of this, I've never heard of this, I'd never play there, why were you booked there? And, and it was like three months worth of stuff, and we were just vetting it, being yeah. like, no, 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 no. no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny, just because like, you know, I, I'd kind of, I think because I'd been to New York, and I'd kind of seen how things worked, and a really big scene, like a really kind of heavy scene with like a lot of things on. I was like, oh, pitch yourself high. Yeah. I've like st- line. I've Just- still not properly done it. Like I've been so busy other stuff. Like I've never done, I've never, oh God. Do you know what? You have to send me all the gigs you do. I just, Horrible. I will. I'll send, I'll send you the, I'll show you the calendar. Um, but yeah, I just found that. It's like, I think that's such a weirdly English, like I just do my thing. Uh, my quality be recognized. I don't want to big up myself. And I'll succeed. There's like a weird honesty, I think, to English people. It's not worked out that way, has it, though? No. I mean, it's like, it's like ludicrous. Like, definitely don't do that as a human being, comedian or otherwise. But yeah, um, yeah I think and I think that is like, but I think, I, I do think in other places in the UK, that would be the right thing to do. But London is different. Yep. Well, look, like take uh, Roe, for example. Yeah. Like Adam Roe, great comedian. Mm. No one I know is better at selling himself than Adam. Yeah. But didn't really at the beginning in Liverpool just like let it speak for himself and he got better and better and got the gig and gigs. Mm. And now he turns to London, he's like, I'm here, let's fucking go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's fucking go, lid. He like pays a couple of scousers to carry him in. It's fucking Adam Roe. They pay pay him to carry him (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's. Is that your Scouse accent? Yeah, my little one. Yeah, that's Adam Rao. Fuck off! I'm trying to get better. I was so drunk in Scotland, I did an Irish accent. And I thought I nailed it, and then like all the comedians in the back were like, "Never do that again." <laughs> that, was, that was so far up. I was sitting there being like, "Oh, I'm Irish." And everyone's just like, "What is that?" And I'm like, "Oh, sorry." Um, two Irish people, obviously, I like to imitate the accents. Um, sorry, one, one thing just before we get into it. Uh, we, we get out of here because we, we're almost we're almost a good time. We've done quite well. I've had a lovely time. You, you requested a glass of milk. I did, yeah. Which I think is the most innocent little wide-eyed boy thing I've ever heard in my goddamn life. I haven't received my glass of milk. Would you like a glass of I'd milk? I'd love a glass of milk. All yeah. right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix up your glass of milk. But like, milk? Really? Like, yeah. Really? Also, uh, for those that can't see, which all of you, it's whole milk. Dan's got me whole milk. What, you don't know whole? Oh, it's a treat. Whole milk. Thank you. What, you, you skim? Semi skim. I have a whole milk. Like, I was fucking learning this thing, I think, like, yesterday. Something about, like, milk and the Brexit, like, milk and the alt-right or something. No, like, British people, like, very proud British people, like, they're proud of their ability to handle lactose. 
We eat lactose more than any other nation, I think. What? You guys are the king of the king of the milk. Yes. Sorry for the pause. I was drinking my milk. He was drinking his milk. He fucking loves it. He's putting it away. It's so delicious. Just milk. Just, Just milk. Is like is Kettering rural at all, or is it like a town? Uh, it's half and half. half, I, and half. I can go ten minutes one way, be in a like a industrial estate. Go ten minutes one way and be in God's own countryside, like English countryside. That you'd imagine just that beautiful idyllic. Yeah. You guys, yeah. Thatched cottages and picket fences and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's fucking. That still blows my mind. I look at it and I'm like, this is where the books are set. Yeah. Like this when is... you come to Rothwell, I'll take you to Cranford as well. Oh man, I want to. I want to see all that shit. I want to. I want to punch the mayor. I still can't get over that. I'm like, that is wild. I love that. Yeah, things. That's the cool thing. I mean, like, obviously in Australia, there was like a long cultural tradition with the indigenous people that we just kind of steamrolled it. And now, I don't know if there's too much left. To be honest, like, how much is left? What, like in terms of population? Yeah, I think maybe like there's like a million. Why? How many were there? Like, so before Captain Cook arrived. I, I actually don't know how many there were. I just know that, like, essentially it was a genocide. There's it's no, a genocide. There's no other word for it. Ooh, I was about to ask where they went. I thought, don't because they're dead, aren't they? Yeah. Um, there was a genocide. And, like, we really only stopped actively interfering in, like, the 60s. Like, the 1960s. It's going to be real noise over that really important bit of information. We just go, <laughs> with my milk. Just like, ooh, tasty. Colonization. 60s. The 60s. Yeah, dude, like really recently. Like most British people are surprised. What did you, I mean, yeah, but come on. Or just like interfering, like taking their kids to like white houses. It's the lost generation. A stolen generation. Stolen. Yeah, I, I, was very a, close. I was a lot more passive. <laughs> very close. Yeah, stolen generation. But yeah, it's like, but that's, I do really like that about the UK where there's like this kind of sense of like permanence. Like, whereas in Sydney, like everything gets flipped all the time. Like any old buildings get flipped into like new buildings. Like, shops like come and go like there's real no like you know like the bagel thing down at Shoreditch is just like no it's it's been a bagel shop yeah for that's like the bagel shop three yeah. centuries and you're like oh that's when i do want to do the tours the american kids love the blue plaques right do you have blue plaques in australia what are blue plaques a blue plaque on a house means that somebody of note lived in that house yeah so like, i saw that in peckham rio yeah Ferdinand. Yes, Rio Ferdinand, yeah. but, but it's more like there's one in, there's one in so, you know where Soho Theatre is? Yeah. Do you know where the dog and duck is around the corner? No. So if you're walking past Soho Theatre, yeah. if you, it's on your left, yeah. you take the first left, you get to dog and duck, blue plaque there, George Orwell's favourite pub. Where? Then you turn right, and there's a house with two blue packs, and it's like, in 1750, Mozart lived here, and in 1965, Hendrix lived here. What? Yeah. That's cool. The history thing is cool here. Like, I think... Yeah. That's that's probably, like, the big selling point. Like, I I get it. We do pick and choose our history, though. Like, it's that. It's never... Cecil Rhodes lived here. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man. Actually, I bet he's got one. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Some blue plaque somewhere. It's got one of them goddamn plaques. So, like, are you are you sold in London now? Like, you, like, kind of see yourself as a London guy? Yeah, certainly. For the near future? For the near, well, I've just signed a year-long lease on a flat... Mm. So I'll fucking better be. But like, would would you would you ever go back to Kettering? Like, go back to that kind of thing? To live? Yeah. I maybe in a few years. How old are you, Dan? Thirty. So right, you're a couple of years younger than me. Yeah. 
I'm not sure I want to, if I want, I want, I think I want to have kids in the future. Sure. I don't think I want to have London kids unless I, unless the career really changes and I can afford like a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The London kids thing seems like a lot for everybody. Yeah, I don't want to bring up, like, so your flat we're in now, yeah. lovely. Mm-hmm. I'd love to live here. Sure. But I wouldn't want to bring up a kid here, not because of the flat, like, where's, where's my kid going to play? Absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. Like, I, and I think it's when you've grown up somewhere like Kettering over like Sydney where there's just space. Yeah. That you're like, oh, we can't not give them space. Like if my kid was... Kind of like a battery kid. I want a free range kid. I started you know? going out to play when I was eight. Yeah. So I'd go to my friend. Uh, you'd be like, right, come back and check in on an hour. Don't get pedoed or whatever. <laughs> I'd never let an eight-year-old kid out for an hour in around here. Not because yeah. it's dangerous. Like, fucking hell. Yeah. No, I know. I know exactly what you mean. You're just like... Yeah, I used to just go up the street. Yeah. Just like around the parks or whatever. Get on my bike. Here, piss about my mates yeah exactly on the bike you just go and then you come back at when it's getting dark yeah and it's fine and like your parents are fine you're fine no There's phones tea's ready nothing yeah yeah it is it is interesting like that but i was, I was gonna ask so what did what did your parents do did they commute or were they both Kettering? teachers they're both teachers in Kettering. uh, uh my dad mum was in teacher in corby so just near it's by. 15 20 minutes yeah and my dad's yeah in Kettering. and they were they either of them born in Kettering? Or no, my dad's from Birmingham. My mum is from Nottingham. Okay, so a bit nearish. Near, about an hour. Each, yeah. yeah. They went to the same teacher training college where they met. Mm-hmm. And I think at the time there was a teacher shortage. They, they both graduated and got a job in the same school. Right. And then, you know, the careers took around and about. And then, yeah, and they, and they just dig it. They like the they like the Kettering. Yeah, I think it's all right. It's, they, you know, they've been there for 35 years. Well, this is the thing, yeah. 40 years. People, people, I think that's a generational thing. People pick their spot. Yeah, more. I live here now. Yeah, this is my bit. I'm going to stay here. I think towns like Kettering are still like that. The amount of my mates who either went to uni and then just moved back to Kettering or didn't go to uni, just got jobs, but in Kettering. Right. Like when I go home, there are at least eight or nine people I can go and see who I went to school with who still just live there just there yeah like same same ish same housing estate you know yeah 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 and that's they just kind of stick it out yeah it's interesting isn't it like just because i feel like yeah we're kind of at least but i think it's i think it's also definitely like a class thing like as much as a generational thing it is a class thing like i think the more middle class and above you're more likely to move around totally yeah that's true especially like international like you know i know that yeah my metropolitan elite. You know. Sydney, New York, London. Yeah, well, I never lived in New York. I lived in Berlin, though, because I'm fucking cool. Uh, but, you know, you just you move around that a little cool. bit more. It was for uni. I was there for like six months when it was still really cheap. My mate got like a stipend from an Australian university to like study there and actually made money because <laughs> that's how cheap Berlin was oh at the time. It was just like, just it was, you know, living a good life too. But he just like walked away with money. I've never been to Berlin. Never been. Oh, no. that's cool, man. I've been to Germany, but never, never Berlin. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of, it's hip. And it's like, it's still kind of trashy though, which is fun. Munich I'd like to go to. In fact, tell like I've been to Munich. That was stupid. I mean, you'd lo- they love you drinking some milk in Munich. That's a, that's a, that's a good milky town. It's like, it's like Munich. Just and back then, to like, the milk the quickly. Yeah. It's good for you. Healthy teeth and bones. Calcium. I've, Calcium. I've heard of it. Yeah. And it's, it is delicious. I mean, 
I, I think it upsets my stomach. I think maybe these British people have a point that you guys have been lactosing for longer. So your stomachs Lactose are a bit better with it. tolerance exactly. is a genetic mutation. As a standard human being is intolerant to lactose. Well, this is what these kind of British, you know, Brexit people were saying. They're like, we're drinking our goddamn milk like the true Brits we are and look at my stomach. I yeah. can run a marathon. I couldn't run a marathon. <laughs> with or without milk. This has just a... That's cigarettes in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the problem. All right. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming down. Uh, where can people find you? You're at Edinburgh this year, right? I'm at Edinburgh this year. I'll be at the Pleasance Courtyard, 3.15 every day. It's called Class 2. Class 2? Yep. Why is it called Class 2? It's about uh, my childhood and things that happened when I was in Class 2. What is that? Is that Year 2? Uh, yeah, pretty much. How old is how old's Class 2? Uh, like 6. Oh, no, that's not year two at all. Year two is when you're like eight. Oh, year two is... No. What, what do you, what, what's the schooling thing here? Is it kindergarten? Reception. Reception? Yeah. What? Reception. Yeah. We're not German, you see. So why would we say child garden in German and call that a school year? We're not fucking idiots. Okay. We get it. Reception. You won, you won the war. Reception. Where you are met. You are met at a reception of a hotel and you're met into education. In reception. So what? Is that... What age is that? Like, so you t- in the school year uh-huh. that you were in reception, you turn five. Okay, so that that's yeah, as it's called kindergarten. Yeah, yeah, th- that's th- the equivalent. Then year one, and then year two. Yeah, year three, year four, year five, year six, year seven, year eight, year nine, year ten, year eleven, year twelve slash lower sixth, year thirteen slash upper sixth. Uh, so, like, when do you go into high school? Year seven. Year seven? Okay, yeah. so that's the same as us, yeah. And then is there two high schools? Is there like... Uh, some places do middle school and high school, but yeah. places just do secondary school, year seven to year 11. Right, and then... Sixth form. Sixth form is its own school? Uh, can be. My school had a sixth form, not all schools do. Uh-huh. Some people at my school went to a sixth form college. Right, so that's like kind of they separated out. Is yeah. it sixth form college for more like kind of technical stuff? Uh, 50-50, I think. Okay. I think if you want to do technical stuff, you would go to the sixth form college. But you could like, still do like history and shit if you want. Yeah, you could do like A levels. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I always like a good school system. Because like you just them. assume they're the same. Like I think everybody Ours are very similar. The American yeah. one is fucked. What do you mean? Like Like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Yeah. Sophomore, like I've, do you like kindergarten? Okay, sure. I've heard the word kindergarten yeah. in other contexts, reception in other contexts, junior, freshman, sort of. I've never heard the word sophomore anywhere outside of the American schooling system. Yeah, you're fucking, you're absolutely right. And it's not an American word. Like America's not a language. Where the fuck does the word sophomore come from? Where, Where have they stolen it from? Where does the word sophomore come from? There you go. And that's the end of the podcast. Yeah, jerk offs. <laughs> fucking right in. Sophomore. Do you know? I don't know. It sounds Greek. But I'm thinking maybe Sophocles. I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, class two, Pleasant Courtyard. 3.15 every day. Part social 12, media. At Will Duggan on Twitter. At Will underscore Doug on Instagram. W-I-L-L-D-U-G-G-A-N. Nailed it. Zero seven five nine zero zero four zero nine two zero. It's my phone number. 
please text him photos of you drinking milk. Thank you. Um, and the way that we end the podcast, all I have to do is say cheers, mate, in your in your best Australian antipodean way. Cheers, mate. Fucking crushed it. All right, Will Duggan, pleasure. All right, that was my chat with Will Duggan, super lovely man from the Midlands. I like learning the the Midlands. Uh, you know, they wanna they wanna be a part of the North or a part of the South, but both the North and the South don't want them. I think that's quite fun. I enjoy a bit of bullying, especially if it's geographic in nature and doesn't amount to anything weird. Uh, Definitely get around that. Um, And also, the tradition of punching the mayor. What? Like, if you're the mayor of the town, you got to run through while all the citizens who voted for you beat you up. I don't know if this is, like, the kind of transparency that everyone's looking for in democracy, but damn, it makes you really makes opinion polls look like a little a little pussy ass metric you know it's like who cares about the opinion polls i want i want to i want the chance to punch the mayor and if you've done a good job maybe i'll go soft you know man these english traditions they don't change them i think that's the beauty of it like like racing the cheese down the hill where everyone like breaks their arms and shit it's just been going on so long that you just kind of oh we oh, it's been fine let's just let it keep happening even though it's so anachronistic to anything contemporary. Just let it happen. Anachronistic. Jesus Christ, that's a long word. I've spent too much time here. Anyway, um, thank you for listening. As always, jerk-offs. Do you like being called jerk-offs? Uh, please tell me. At the Union Jackoff on Twitter. Get in touch. I love hearing from you. I'll always give you a little shout-out if you want one. And thank you for the people who have been reviewing us on iTunes. We've got a bunch more reviews over the last couple of weeks which is great but if you are a regular listener please do keep getting involved it does help it makes us look good to the outside as it gets us new listeners and all that great stuff all right that was my chat with will duggan go check him out at edinburgh check me out at edinburgh uh previews all over the place they're all on my website www.danielmuggleton.com and now i will leave you for the weekend Catch you soon. I'll be back. You'll be back. Jerkoffs, I love you. Cheers, mate. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs>